On this episode of Tomorrow's Stories, Diego Borgo. Diego is an NFT and metaverse strategist and advisor, and he recently consulted Adidas on their launch into the metaverse. Why he thinks NFTs are far more than the current hype, and how this technology provides opportunities to all of us, you will hear all about in this episode. Let's go. What we need to think of is the technology is going nowhere. The technology is going to still here for a long, long, long time. When the bubble with the internet happened, did that kill the internet or it killed majority of the companies that were not sustainable? The later, right? The technology is still here. We are talking through the internet right now. We live on the internet majority mm -hmm. of our time. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly the one-to-one -one connection I'm making. This technology is going nowhere. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, it's just a bubble. So I, I'm not even bothering to understand. I'm like, I would highly recommend you understanding the technology. Uh, yeah. You don't have to buy duck horse pictures <laughs> because, you know, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And that's not what it's about. But dive in the technology, understand what's behind, understand the use case, understand how that can shape what you do. No matter what you do, there is a space at the table for you to join this space right now and create something new. It's really, really exciting. You know? Before we start, let me introduce you to my production partner. Here is Max Kikinger from Raven and Finch. Hi, Max. How are you? Hi, Lizzie. Thanks. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. So excited to have you here on this Tomorrow Stories podcast. Yeah. You are our production partner. That's right. I'm happy to be here as well. So what's going on in your world of audio? Well, I'd say quite interesting things happening with audio and brands as well. So as the whole audio boom we are in right now is evolving so rapidly, brands now have a lot of opportunities in the new audio age. And so it's a great time to think about, does your brand have its own sound, its own unique sound? Do your customers know your sound? Do you have a music strategy? And, you know, all things like that. And of course, we are very thrilled to be part of your audio journey with this podcast. And it's such an exciting process for me too, learning a lot from you guys. Thank you for being a part of this all. Well, it's our pleasure. So if people want to find out more about Raven and Finch, where can they find you? It would be best to check out our website. That's ravenandfinch.com, ravenandfinch.com. Great to have you on here. And uh, I'm really excited about our next episodes and our work together. So let's get on with the show. Add it up. Hello and welcome to this episode of Tomorrow's Stories, the very first episode. Very exciting. My name is Lisi and on this podcast, I talk to future thinkers, disruptors, people on the edge of tomorrow, so to say, about what's new and what's next for us. So if you've been living on this planet and following the news somehow, you could not escape the topic of today's episode. NFTs and the metaverse are everywhere. So I'm really happy to talk to an expert about this topic uh, today. I personally think like 
other experts as well that this NFT hype will die down. It's just too crazy. It's a huge bubble. The amount of money that's being made, the amount of money that's being traded on these NFT platforms, it just spins your head. Every day when I look into uh, my OpenSea account and I see how much money has been traded the last day, I just go, unbelievable. I think this hype is just too good to be true. And sooner or later, we'll see this whole market crash. But NFTs and the technology behind it will be back in two to three years when the metaverse takes full swing and when they have more practical applications. So what should you do as a brand in the meantime? Should you jump on this train and do NFTs and enter the metaverse? Um, Well, it depends. I think if you're a big brand, this is your chance for community building. NFTs are a great way to get your super fans interested in your brands even more. But don't just release an artwork and jump on the money train and try to make as much money as you can with your launch. That's not how it works. I think you need to build a community around it and provide other physical products or services or experiences to this community. And then it's an amazing marketing tool at the moment. If you are a smaller shop owner or if you're a graphic designer, I think you should get to know this field and learn as much as you can. There's no rush to jump into it, but I think opportunities will come. And it's very, very good if you already uh, teach yourself about it right now. Do tutorials or listen to interviews like this one. So, yeah, but let's hear in the interview from Diego himself, who is an absolute expert in this area. He was part of the team from the Adidas launch recently. They partnered up with Board Ape Yacht Club. And if you've been following this space uh, a little bit, then you have certainly heard that Board Ape Yacht Club is one of the most famous NFTs. They've also brought on board G-Money and Punk's Comics, and they raised $22 million at the launch. And these NFTs are now trading at a much, much higher price. So this was a very successful launch. And uh, this episode, this interview with Diego is for you if you want to find out what the metaverse actually is and why you should know about it. He's also going to talk about the best use cases of how brands have so far entered this space and what brands need to know to do it right, because there's a few pitfalls that you're going to hear. And um, towards the end of the conversation, Diego is also giving us a step-by-step guide of how to invest in an NFT and actually own your very first NFT if you want to. So without further ado, here is my interview with Diego Borgo on NFTs and the metaverse. Hi, Diego. So nice to have you here on this Tomorrow Talk. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Um, I'm stoked to be here. Let's just uh, dive straight into the topic. NFTs were such a big thing in 2021, and it looks like they are going to be the biggest thing in 2022 as well. Uh, Is that true? Uh, Do you think the NFTs are the future? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it is hard for me to say because I've been in the space way too deep. I'm biased. um, I'm bullish. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it's quite quite simple. Yes, I believe strongly on it. Um, I've shifted my entire career to that direction. Um, I dropped everything I was doing before. Um, and I, I just went all in. So 
I do believe big time it is the future. Um, you know, it's already the present, but we as humans tend to judge the future um, looking what, what, you know, in, in the present. Um, and a lot of people are confused right now because they don't understand why JPEGs are worth so much money and, and why memes are worth so much money and why crazy people are paying millions of dollars for pictures of uh, punks and apes and other things. So <laughs> we're, still looking, we're still looking to the technology with the current um, sort of like present glasses on, um, but there's so much more beyond it. And um, I'm really excited to be part of this and be that early because, you know, when you're early, um, because, you know, people get excited and people are interested, but nobody really gets it. And everybody's sort of like putting on the side, oh, it's just a, it's just a bubble. Um, and yeah, I, I, I definitely believe it's the future. How long have you been in it? In I've been, um, yeah, I've been in the space for about, well, crypto space I've been since 2017. Um, NFT, NFT space I've been since about nine months, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't sound a lot, but the pace of, in which things move, um, you know, and, and, and the yeah. sort of like the, 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 the speed of innovation and, and it's just, it feels for me like a, a lifetime, you know, uh, but it's been nine months. So you, you can obviously talk to real OGs that have been around, you know, since 2017, 2018, 2019, they're basically wizards by now, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but I've been around for nine months. Yeah. And so much happened uh, also in terms of investments in this space, isn't it crazy? Billions um, of investments and also the big fashion brands moving into this space. That's how I actually discovered it because I come mm -hmm. from the fashion angle and that's what makes me so excited about it because it seems so creative and so, um, it's just such a fun space, isn't it? And 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 that adds to the whole uh, kind of appeal. But um, for an outsider, this current hype with the apes and the punks, it just seems too good to be true. Uh, what do you think about these standout projects? I mean, they're worth millions of dollars. Uh, is, this, is this something that will last? Uh, you said before, it's just something that we're looking at with our present eyes now. But what is it really, these projects? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of it is being, it's paying to history, right? So what we tend to do as humans and collectors, uh, you know, we, we, we look at things that we like and we look at the historical value of them um, and we value that accordingly. So, you know, older things tend to have more value or the first things tend to have more value than others um, if you're into collection. And the current stage of NFTs is basically collection, right? So if you look at CryptoPunks, um, who has a CryptoPunk is either has been in the space for a long time enough to have been minted for free in 2017 yeah. or has bought it for a very little price and little, I'm talking as, as much as $100, um, you know, let's say 15, 18, 20 months ago um, and or um, has deployed enough capital against to buy quite lately, but that capital is a lot of times coming from um, crypto or, you know, DeFi, decentralized finance itself. So what you're getting by accessing a, pro a project like CryptoPunks is basically getting access to that community, um, yeah. you know, which is mm -hmm. one aspect apart from the historical value, um, which is a, is a solid community, you know, is, is the OG yeah, yeah. community, if you will. Um, and also what you're getting, you're getting, uh, you know, immediately um, social recognition because a lot of those uh, 
images are being used as uh, profile pictures on Twitter or different mm -hmm. platforms mm -hmm. where, um, you know, just by, by looking at that, you're already understanding that that person uh, either has been long enough in the space, so it's quote-unquote, you know, already judged as smart, um, yeah. or has deployed a certain amount of capital that allowed the person to have it, which, you know, brings that to sort of like a shoe or a, or a, or a flex situation on which, you know, people like um, to, to flex things that they can afford. That's why yeah. uh, Rolex exists. That's why Porsche exists. That's why Ferrari exists. That's why Lamborghini exists because <laughs> people yeah. tend to value things that are scarce and that are very unique because they want to show around that they can afford is, is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a human aspect. So I think like the conjunction of those different aspects made those two projects really exciting, um, you yeah. know, and, and, and really hyped lately. I think CryptoPunks obviously paved the way and had that sort of like OG community behind, but what Bored Ape did was really fresh. So it was a new take, uh, you know, um, six to eight months ago, um, they just came out and 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 did a new take and spin off uh, what CryptoPunks has done before, and then you know they just reach a, a, a entire new community, and that community got strongly together, and they start creating and building and planning and putting billboards and and just showing to the world uh, that there is a new thing, a new thing that's exciting, you know. And again, those are collectors; those are people that are into you know scarcity; those are people that are into that's a small group of people that to have access to, you need to come in and you need to own one of them. And once you do, you're part of the crew. So, you know, what is really exciting for me about the current state, again, of NFTs um, is that we are playing with a lot of um, basic human uh, behaviors. You know, we love communities. We want to be part of it. We want to be part of that select group. We want to be part of something that's very unique. We want to be part of history. And acquiring a board ape or a crypto punk right now does exactly that. You know, that's why you see so many celebrities coming in as well, because they want to tap into that community. They want to hang out with that community. They they want, you know, uh, be part of history as well. And uh, that's that's why um, I see the the success. You know, obviously there is the speculation side of it, people flipping, people buying, and people understanding it's gonna go up in value, for example, or, or thinking it's gonna go up in value. That's a different aspect, but in general, that's that's how I see it. So this is actually also kind of like the first real digital flex, like you were saying before, like you were saying, it's like the Lamborghini in the cars. Uh, now you're showing digitally what you have. And that comes from gaming, no? that you buy a special skin and you show it to the other gamers. And this is kind of this whole um, digital thing behind it that lots of mainstream people don't really see yet, I say. Um, and also, uh, I saw in one of your posts, you say that this is also a generational thing. No, it's it's now people in the 30s and 40s buying these NFTs and getting into this whole thing. And the next generation will do something totally different maybe with it all. So is this something I understand, like the value of history now and how these projects will always be valuable because they were the first But what's going to happen to all these NFTs projects now that are popping up everywhere? It's like this space is exploding. Mm -hmm. um, what what comes after this status and community thing with NFTs? Where 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 is it going to go? Is there any indication yet that you see what what's going? Yeah, to 
I mean, it's 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 a very important point which you're making. Uh, you know, nothing what's happening right now is guaranteed. That's the first thing. So you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the current projects and their valuation. Um, everything can go south tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. how the crypto world works, and that's how investment investment works. Um, there is a lot of speculation. I'm not denying it. It is a bubble. I'm not denying it. It's mm-hmm. gonna pop. I'm not denying mm-hmm. it. We don't know when. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know when it's gonna pop, but it has to pop. It's not sustainable. Uh, if you if you follow like trade volume, uh, you know monthly stats, it's it's insanity. What's happening? Probably the biggest uh, <laughs> or the largest um, distribution of wealth that we ever seen uh, between individuals. You know, um, and it's 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 incredible. So we cannot deny that it's really dangerous and risky. And uh, you know, like. A lot of people have been saying that 99 or 98% of those projects going to die. And I'm a, I'm a true believer. I think it will. I think it will not just because, you know, maybe the, the bubble will pop and then people will get not interested anymore, but it will because people are really bad at running business by, by core. People are really bad at managing uh, money by core. And a lot of those developers behind those projects today are unknown, right? Nobody knows who they are and nobody have any information. And they're raising like mm-hmm. one to 20 million uh, in a day. Uh, and by having the cash, they have two options. Either they build something lasting, uh, which you know goes through all different cycles, or if the going gets rough, they just go away. And mm-hmm. we've seen mm-hmm. on IPOs in 2017 what happened within crypto, right? A lot of it happened there. A lot of capital raising, a lot of roadmaps, a lot of crazy numbers, and then went south, right? The same happened with the internet um, in, in 2000s, right? So much money was raised, so many great companies, so many great ideas. It's going to change the world. Uh, and it went south too. But on the other side, what we need to think of is the technology is going nowhere. The technology is going to still here for a long, long, long time. When mm-hmm. the bubble with the internet happened, did that kill the internet or it killed majority of the companies that were not sustainable? The later, right? The technology is still here. We are talking through the internet right now. We live on the internet majority mm-hmm. of our time. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly the one-to-one connection I'm making. This technology is going nowhere. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, it's just a bubble. So I, I'm not even bothering to understand. I'm like, I would highly recommend you understanding the technology. Uh, yeah. You don't have to buy duck horse pictures because, <laughs> you know, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it's about. But dive in the technology, understand what's behind, understand the use case, understand how that can shape what you do. No matter what you do, there is a space at the table for you to join this space right now and create something new. It's really, really exciting, you know. Um, so for me, like that's kind of like the overall situation. And, and when you ask me where the future is and how does the future look like, we probably could spend, you know, a couple of days talking about it. I love <laughs> it. I could rent for it forever. Oh, um, but in short, and yes. if you want to like this summer, what's going to happen this summer, yeah. which I'm highly bullish on, uh, that's not a financial advice. It's just my, my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I think the um, play to earn is going to be huge. So yeah. basically, you know, gaming, which you're now um, being incentivized through tokenomics to play the game. And instead of spending money, you can, uh, you know, end up making money or end up making in-game currency uh, yeah. huge mm-hmm. or creating assets which you can sell 
So creators, that's for you. Go in, learn how to build, learn how to create within those platforms, sell your assets, and you can make revenue from it. Uh, I think that's going to be huge. The gaming industry is one of the most disruptive industries. You know, they're always one of the first. Um, they make really exciting moves. And, and if it takes people follow and then other industries comes after. So I think gaming is going to be huge. Play to wear, no question. And then the second one is going to be the power of decentralized, decentralized autonomous organizations or mm -hmm. aka DAOs, where we are restructuring and reshaping the way that humans connect and interact and take decisions uh, in, in, in large groups of individuals. How exciting is that? Now we have an underlying technology that people can get together. And because of smart contracts and blockchain and all of it, everything's on chain, everything's transparent, and people can take decisions together. This is and so transformative. Be part of it. Either mm. you need to just join or you need to, you know, put money down into a certain cause, but it can be applicable to anything. You know, you can fashion, you can get together with a bunch of people and create a brand. And that brand is going to be decentralized and run by a DAO. And you're going to create products for your own community and you can scale from there. Uh, you want to save the, you know, uh, the ocean or lakes or forests. You can get together and build a DAO that's going to do exactly that. Raise funds and take the decisions and make it transparent. So I feel play to earn and DAOs is where we're going to see a lot of movements within this very quote unquote NFT, because that's not necessarily NFT, but web tree, uh, um, sort of like scenario within the next, I don't know, four to four to six months. That's, that's what I'm putting my money at. And that's what I think it's going to be really, really, um, you know, the next step from, from us leaving this sort of like uh, profile picture uh, situation where we are at. Wow, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Um, uh, which brings me actually to the next question, uh, the Web3, you've already mentioned it. Uh, so is this the essence of the Web3 that you're saying people coming together, um, having the blockchain, having uh, the smart contracts? And is this why it's so powerful? Yeah, I mean, for me, the Web3 is what the internet should have been since day one. Yeah. You know, it should have been that way, Yeah. but we took some weird corners on the way, which we as a society and, 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 you know, like we decided to, um, give away data and, you know, just sort of like, Oh, cool. Like just build this platform and I will give you everything you want. So you let me use it. Um, yeah. and we just lost our, uh, we lost track on that direction, you know, and obviously massive corporations just came in and, and exploited us in that sense. So. I'm not being romantic about it. I'm just saying what it ha what happened. Um, you know, there was an opportunity and they took it and that's how the system works that we live on. But for me, the Web3 is basically the way the internet should have been is, is decentralized. Uh, you know, we can take decisions on what we want to do. Uh, there is no like middleman. Everything is connected through the internet and connected to true technology. So once a contract is deployed, that's what's going to happen based on that if-then situation. Um, you know, so I think, I think this is where the real, real, if you want to like zoom out, that's mm -hmm. where the real change is going to happen. We are coming from web one, which was just about reading, you know, we just could read stuff like, um, DOS or, you know, any type of like interface. And then we went to web two, which is where you could take part of and sort of like start, you know, uh, inputting into the world. So you could have like blogs, websites, uh, social media, you taking part and you participating on it. And now on Web3, we are going to a situation on which we start earning or owning uh, parts of uh, what's being built. You know, so mm -hmm. we have been living within a digital era 
for about 10 to 20 years, depending on how you want to trace that historical line. Yeah. But we have never owned anything digitally. You know, we at oh. our age is something a little bit alien for us to imagine to own something that just exists digitally. Um, it's a bit alien still, even though we aren't too old. But, so you know, as you're saying before, yeah. yeah. But as you're saying before, the next generation mm-hmm. is used to it. They grow up playing those games mm-hmm. and they're, you know, as you said, uh, already having their skins and stuff. And for them, it's going to be a no-brainer. It's a clear shift. So mm-hmm. anyone that's not comfortable with the idea of earning, owning something that in, it's entirely digital should be looking into Web3 right now because there's no question that that's the future. We've been spending more and more time online. We've been spending more and more time digitally. So it makes so much sense for us to now own things that just exist digitally. Wow. This is so, it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> this is such exciting <laughs> times we're living in, actually. <laughs> it is. But yeah. Do you have any examples of how uh, big brands can enter this space in an authentic manner? Like who has done it already or? Yeah. I mean, it's last year was a fun year, right? Um, everything started um, to pick up really quick. Uh, we've seen brands like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, McDonald's, um, Visa, um, Budweiser, and many, many others coming in. Um, and to be really, really frank, being a very diehard uh, community member, which spends majority of my awakening and sometimes living <laughs> time in this space, I was really, um, I was really disappointed. Uh, oh. You know, I feel mm. those brands are coming in with the Web2 mentality, which is we are so cool and so great that you really want to buy this thing from us, um, you know, and, and they are missing the boat. They're missing the boat because if you look into numbers from Twitter, for example, there was never a, such a crazy engaging community within Twitter as is the NFT community right now. The numbers are insane on, mm. on, on terms of engagement. So what you have as a brand is already a very clear community, which is incredibly engaging that you can tap in if you know the rules and if you come in to add value. And mm-hmm. last year, to be really honest, I have seen very, very few brands doing it, if not one or two. Um, I'm biased to talk about the later because I was involved and you know I don't want to go too much into details about it because it isn't fair for me to take that stance. But I was part of the Adidas team that has, you know, uh, work behind uh, the 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 drop we've done into the metaverse, yeah. um, and I feel like that's a very interesting approach. Again, I'm taking my Adidas hat off and, and looking from a com- as a community member because um, they came in, they partnered with uh, three really strong communities. Uh, they added value to them, right? So they came in, they they purchased the board ape. Um, they went with the, the board ape community. They gave early access to people that have been holding uh, their NFT. Uh, you know, they 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 are obviously creating products with um, those the, the logos of those proje- of of those uh, projects. Um, you know, they've done the same with Pixel Vault um, and partner with G Money. You know, G Money is is one of the greatest uh, thought leaders out there within the NFT space. He's a real OG and he's he's adding value every second and every interaction. You know, so mm-hmm. there wasn't there wasn't in my mind there wasn't a better uh, fit for it. And the most interesting aspect when you're talking about, you know, entering the space is, again, adding value, as much value as you can. You are here as a brand to add value to already an existing community, and you want to take part of the party, and you want to join the party, and you want to ask for permission, and you want to engage, and you want to get together, 
And then maybe, maybe if that's an interesting relationship for both sides, then maybe you can sell something. But that's not the right way to be thinking if you want to come in and just sell something just because you're so cool and you've been around for so long time. It's a new world, you know, it's a new world and brands tend to miss on that. Um, and now it's about, you know, like how can we add value? Web3, I like to play the W and the three is like win, 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 you know? So the community has to win, the brand has to win, the creator has to win. It's it's that win, win, win situation, you know? It's, uh, it's a new world and, and that's what I'm excited about it because we are sort of like breaking those hierarchies and those uh, squared boxes where, uh, you know, brands or, or big corporations uh thought that they always will be on the lead you know and, and now the community is on the lead the community decides and if you want to play the game by the right way you have to understand the rules mm -hmm. i was actually there at midnight when this adidas drop happened <laughs> but um i'm kind of quite new to this i think and, and a very passive observer let's put it like that um for the last two months Uh, but you say it's still early days to get into it. Uh, so if someone who's totally new to this area of interest, where, where should they start? Like me, I went to LinkedIn and I started following people and reading and then one led to the other. But I'm still, you know, discovering Discord channels and all these things. But is there like a five-step kind of short recipe that you would give to someone who's totally new? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, if it's a five step, the last step is to invest money. Okay. 100%. <laughs> so let's start, let's start from it. I had my Meta, MetaMask wallet, but I had no money on there and I was totally confused. And <laughs> That's and, a good thing. Do, yeah. not, do not start by investing your money because a friend of you told you to buy this thing because it's going to yeah. go 10x next week because you're going to lose money. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get to the money bit in a bit, but okay. that, that's mm -hmm. the first thing to keep in mind. So first step, I would say, um, reach out to someone that you've seen talking about it or has displayed any type of knowledge, um, you know, whatever that knowledge is, because it's always the cool thing of, of all these communities that we are learning together. I've onboarded more than 200 people and I love talking to them and I love mm -hmm. onboarding them and expect nothing in exchange just because it's such an exciting space. And if someone is onboarded, there is no going back. There is no one yeah. who's like, oh yeah, I started <laughs> this thing, but you know, um, I didn't really like it. I haven't seen that yet. So if you have someone that already knows something little about it, go and chat and reach out. Um, if you don't, Then what I would recommend is there is like quite solid videos, long, long type of content on YouTube. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V is, is, is been yeah. around for a while and he's done a lot of content. So check his channel and, and look for, for sort of like what is an NFT within his channel. If you don't like his style, which some people have troubles with, um, there are a lot of other sources. Um, you know, just go on YouTube and put what is an NFT and watch the longest video you can find and you'll, you'll get quite a good understanding. That'll be my first step. Um, second step is get a good understanding of, um, you know, sort of like security and, and how you can keep yourself safe or not yourself, but your, your valuable things. Uh, because what we need to understand right now, which is a shift as well, um, Web3 and as you said, MetaMask or digital wallets, they come to cut the middleman. So if you want to have money digitally stored on a digital wallet and there is no middleman like a bank, you are your own safety. There is no like hotline you're going to call to in the morning because you gave away your seed phrase and someone stole all your funds and now you want it back. There isn't. Vitalik's mm -hmm. not answering the phone when you're calling him either, the founder of uh, Ethereum. 
So you definitely have to learn how to keep yourself safe, even before you start opening yeah. a digital wallet. That would be my second step. Third step, um, get a very clear understanding on what uh, NFT Twitter is. So create a Twitter account. You don't need to be yourself. Create a fake account. Do you know a, a storytelling, a character. Create a name. Be creative. Do it. Don't doesn't need to be connected to your person. Um, that's the first step. Secondly, understand what Discord is. Um, as you said before, this is basically mm-hmm. let's say Slack or Teams or uh, you know WhatsApp for for gamers, and it's really really big into the um, crypto space. So understand what that is about. Download and have a play. Uh, it's for free. All all tools I'm talking about are for free. Uh, MetaMask. Uh, there's different digital wallets. I have MetaMask. I use MetaMask. Majority of the community does. There are others. I'm not saying it's the best, but this is what I use. Um, download. Don't put money on it. <laughs> get your seed phrase safe. They are really good at onboarding, so you understand the steps. Um, and then get used to marketplaces. Uh, we are in a situation that OpenSea is the one to go so far. Um, I feel there is disruption coming with Coinbase uh, and other marketplaces that are being built within the community. So decentralized marketplace, because OpenSea and Coinbase are obviously centralized. There is some disruption that's going to happen there. Don't know how long it's going to take, but have a look at what OpenSea is. You're going to spend majority of your time between those four platforms. Basically going to be like jumping from one to another uh, all the time. Um, and then the fourth step will be um, start following thought leaders. You know, um, G-Money is, is definitely a great show. Um, he has a thread on why he's bought a CryptoPunk for 150 ETH um, quite early. He was the first one to pay as much money uh, mm-hmm. to a CryptoPunk. was a record trading that time. He explains why he's done. Um, and obviously, you know, the guy is a visionary. Um, he's a visionary. Everything he's done and the moves and, and what he said is going to happen, he did. So great starter. Uh, and then from there, find your way. There's a lot of thought leaders in the space. There's a lot of quote-unquote influencers. There's a lot of shillers. So be careful uh, with what people are saying. A lot of people have a lot of hidden agendas. But, you know, find people like G-Money that you know it's going to be legit uh, mm-hmm. and try to understand, you know, what they're up to and, and how they how they go about it. And then the fifth one, which is sort of like, you know, okay, you got to here, you learned a lot, you explored a lot. Let's say that you spend three, four, five days immersing yourself into it then it's time to you know send some crypto either if you're already on or if you don't use a platform like coinbase or any decentralized platform you might like send some money over put in your metamask and you know be very mindful of what you're shopping and how you're buying uh, i tend to say people to buy what they like because even though price will go down since you like it it doesn't really matter uh you know just be mindful play with money that you mm-hmm. can afford to lose uh, you know i use i used to say if you fly to Vegas tomorrow and you put, uh, you know, a certain amount of money on uh, on the twelve, and then you roll the dice and the twelve doesn't happen, and you lost all of it, you leave the the casino laughing because you know you had a good time. That's the type of money you should be investing right now. If you if you're investing more than that, you're gonna be in troubles because the likelihood of making money is high, but the likelihood of losing money is higher, um, and we're gonna see a lot of people getting uh, losing a lot of money in the upcoming months just because this whole thing is out of control right now so be careful Mm -hmm. um that will be my five steps that's so great thank you so much for sharing my my thing was i think i've followed a few of these steps and i've I've listened my my thing is with the ones i liked are already very expensive and the ones where i feel i could trust them it's like an entry level of ten thousand euros which i don't have 
So my, my last question would be like, is it also possible with little amounts of money? I'm talking 500 euros to still find something that could grow or 100 100 okay yeah. <laughs> what what we tend to do is um a lot of the projects first first comers um get into they are usually on a Fiora network um and because the Fiora network is sort of like the main net so it's the layer one so to call uh, i don't mm -hmm. want to spend time explaining it uh, because it takes a long time but um that main net is not necessarily built and created to To, to host NFTs. I don't know why we're still doing on it, but there yeah. is gas fees, which are yeah. basically mm -hmm. the price to pay for getting your transaction through, right? And the one that pays the higher price uh, gets it first. Um, mm -hmm. And that's all connected to proof of uh, work and, and other things that you can have a look later, because again, that takes a lot of time to explain. But if you go in within projects in that um, network, you're going to obviously be spending between $50 to $300, depending on the, the time, just on gas. Yeah. So definitely not worth as an entry point. There are a lot of other options, um, what they call layer two. So there are forks from the Ethereum uh, mainnet, but they also run sort of on, on Ethereum um, from a technical standpoint. Um, and you can, you can basically purchase... Um, NFTs with almost no or little gas. Uh, so yeah. the entry point is much easier. So Polygon is an example. Solana is another example. Uh, there's a bunch of them. You can look it up. You'll see, um, yeah. you know, NFTs on L2 or Layer 2. You'll find it. Just Google. Um, and, you know, then that makes it easier for my entry point. So if you're talking about 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks, uh, you still will find projects on those uh, areas that, you know, is still quite um, quite affordable. And there is still potential to grow, right? With all this craziness we've seen and all those brands I mentioned before, um, the only thing in common is that all of them have been on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, they, they use the mainnet for it. Uh, so yeah. you obviously became quite expensive for, for people getting okay. into it. Mm -hmm. But look into, link, look into different networks and, and uh, again, buy what you like. Don't believe what is written on the website. Don't believe on roadmaps. Don't believe on everything people were promising because the likelihood of that not being accomplished is very high mm -hmm. right now people are promising the work because they know it can they can write, raise capital quick and by raising capital they think they'll be able to deliver what they promised but as soon as there is a bear market that money is going down if it's not yeah. worth as much as it is mm -hmm. and then delivering against those crazy promises is going to be really challenging so people are going to vanish mm -hmm. Wow, I've learned so much <laughs> in this last half hour. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for being on this tomorrow talk. I'm sure a lot of people uh, will be very excited to hear what you've been saying and will now, um, yeah, start right away <laughs> like I will be. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> so we've already reached the end of this very first episode. Thank you so much for staying on for so long and hanging in there and listening to the very end. It's been so exciting to launch this podcast and I'm looking forward to many more episodes. In the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode, um, which by the way, are going to launch bi-weekly. So every 14 days, you'll have a new episode of Tomorrow Stories. You can follow us on Instagram, on the channel Tomorrow Stories. In the stories on Instagram, I post new insights every day, nearly every day, not on the weekends. 
And I share things that I come across that I think are important to notice, some weak signals about change or important new releases of trend reports and so on and so forth. But sometimes I also only share funny stuff. Uh, yeah, and you can get in touch via DM on Instagram, for example. But you can, of course, also write me an email at info at tomorrowstories.at. I'd love to talk future with you. And until next time, take care. Take care.